as always my name is nathan and we are here or oh, i'm here for once to talk about the grappling scott how are you doing okay you know it's we're definitely we're definitely taking the casual approach to reviewing wrestling uh, with you being on because this is long after anybody's ever everybody else in the world has probably talked about this there is that. Uh, we don't really do a lot of wrestling reviews on Rogue Opinions anymore. It's kind of, I guess, we either do every single second of grappling to the point, and then at some point everyone gets bored of talking about it, and there's like a six-month break. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, because I know like, some of the guys like Sam and Rian want to talk so many do stuff. I've got, I want to talk about some other things as well as that. So, you know, maybe with uh, a new lineup for the Grapple Updates Night Return, so oh. Nathan could pop in and cameo whenever he feels like it every six months or so. That's pretty much what happens. What what actually happened and why I'm here is I uh, was on Instagram, just on my search thing, and I saw uh, that there was going to be a, a Damien Priest, Seamus and Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Extreme Rules is this Sunday. I'm not doing anything. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch Extreme Rules. And I did. And now we're here. Well, I'm glad you did. Otherwise, this would be a really, really weird you do being here to talk about it. Yeah, and usually we do predictions, uh, but we didn't this time. So instead, uh, join along at home, grab yourself an alcoholic beverage, uh, because we're basically playing drinking bingo whilst we review mm-hmm. this. Uh, both of us have a list that the other one hasn't seen of rules. And if one of us is, in, is the other one's in breach of those rules, it's our job to call out on it. Yeah, I uh, I remember you pitched this idea, and I really liked it. So I came up, my list might not be as long as yours. I just came up with a couple meals off the top of my head and thought, oh, that's good. Probably need to come up with a couple more. So I took a few days to come up with one or two more. But, you know, I have one or two that I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to employ. Yeah, it's a really different sort of approach, Scott. took days to come up with a few things. I took five minutes to scramble around, like 20 and then I was like, done. And then we didn't record for, uh, what day is it? Thursday. So nearly four days. Yeah. I mean, I, I had to try and find the time. I'm a busy boy these days. Uh, mentioning how busy you are is actually one of my rules. <laughs> I I thought as soon as that was coming out of my mouth. Anyway, I was okay. taking a sip of my drink, but yeah, Scott says I'm busy. Just <laughs> uh, well, I cracked off my, my drink. Yeah, what have you gone for for the listeners? Let's see the difference of approach. Uh, yeah, I'm a simple man, uh, so I went with a uh, dark fruits uh, strongbow. Nice, nice. I've got a cheap uh, white wine from across the road in the shop. It's nice. nice. Echo Falls. Cool. Yeah. So there we go. But ex- uh, let's get to the important business of why everyone's here, which is Extreme Rules 20... 20- 21 mm-hmm. uh, from the nationwide arena in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, yeah, did you watch the kickoff? You obviously know I didn't, but did you? 
Uh, hold on a minute. Ethan Matsy hasn't seen something. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if the kick of shit counts, but okay. Well, I know you're very casual, so you not. I, I have a few based around you, your casualness to wrestling, so that was my main end. Okay, I'm going to make sure to not ask any questions about the things I don't understand then. Oh dear, I played my hand too early. <laughs> but you don't need to really watch the Kickle show because there's like a 20 minute period in the middle where they just tell you what happened anyway. But in like highlight form. <laughs> what I did actually was, I was around my brother's house, I haven't uh, seen him that much recently. So we mostly it was about hanging out with him rather than watching the show. So... We were watching stuff on Netflix and we saw the kickoff had started, so we just kept watching what we were watching. And I kept, there was a, a thing on WWE's Twitter, which was a live thing of what was happening on the kickoff. And I was saying, just wait and see if there's a match announced. I saw that Liv and Carmella got announced for the pre show. Okay, so we just kept watching Netflix until the match officially started. And then, so we didn't have to watch any of the talk. And it was through that that we learned that another match had been added to the main show. Ah, uh, what were you watching on Netflix? Uh, Final Space, have you ever seen it? No, what's that? So you're telling me that's something you haven't seen? What, Final Space? I, I didn't specify it had to be Earth, I said Nathan admits he hasn't seen something. Okay, no, I've not seen Final Space. What is it? It's, a, it's an animated show on, on Netflix. It's actually pretty cool. Oh, is uh, it a Star Trek one? No. Ah, oh, okay. I mean, it has elements of Star Trek, but it's not Star Trek. Uh, but yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on its third series, and it's actually pretty funny. Uh, I don't know how I could explain it, to be honest with you. So I think it's just a case of go go watch it. There you go, yeah. guys. Instead of watching this kickoff show, go watch. Uh, go watch Final Space. Yeah. Was the match I mean, good? Yeah, the match was actually really good. Um, I'm yeah. a big fan of Liv Morgan. She needed the the win. I think I think with doing that Queen of the Ring thing, I actually think she should maybe win it because I think she needs something. And so, yeah, it was a decent match yeah, for the kickoff. It was nice to get a a non-championship women's match whenever they were able to happen. So yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Do they not happen very often? Well, no, I think it's just a thing that when I mean Chris and I think people have about the way WWE books the women on the main roster is that the main stories are around some sort of championship. And so well, there's nothing else otherwise. But, you know, even though this is around the fact that Carmel's going, I'm beautiful, you're not. That's the, that's the premise of this feud, but it's something. It gets Liv on the card and gets Liv a win. So that's always something. Good on Liv. Uh, we then opened Extreme Rules, a name we will get to uh, at some point. <laughs> and the opening match was the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Big E and Xavier Woods. Uh, versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. Omos? Yes. Omos. Omos. Omos okay. is Jones. Okay. And yeah, this Biggie is the WWE champion, which is nice. Uh, I did know about that before you say I hadn't seen it. And uh, but well, Only about is... something and seeing it are two different things, Nathan. Be honest with the people. Well, I saw him win it in clip form. <laughs> To be honest, so did I. Uh, do we want to cover the commentary? Why was what was it? What's wrong with the commentary? Wasn't the commentary all weird? Oh yeah, well I think for if you're on Peacock, uh, it was. Yeah, I think it was the, the Spanish stream 
where the Spanish commentary was mixing with the regular commentary stuff now. Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if I wasn't paying attention, but I didn't really get all that. But then I saw on Twitter loads of people talk about how the commentary was weird. And I was like, maybe I've just not been listening. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of angry Americans on Twitter at that one point, including one guy who, you know, he could be here talking about extreme ones with us, but, you know, he decided to run back off to KZ. The side piece. There you go. There you go. The American is referenced. <laughs> Take a drink, my friend. I was actually just about to anyway. <laughs> there we go. But this was pretty good, though. I thought this is probably this might be my favorite match of the whole show. Shame <laughs> because <laughs> it opened it. Uh, or what was actually a pretty entertaining show, uh, which will probably upset the internet as well with me saying that. But it was good. Lashley seems like he could probably kill everyone. He looked very young. Where was MVP? I uh, he is injured right now. Uh, hold on. Ah. Nathan wants me to explain something to him. That's actually I put I specified that that's two sips every time I have to explain something to you. Alright, we're gonna stop asking questions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he is injured. His knee is injured, and also but everybody's case that he's got a rib injury because he got RKO on the outside by Randy Orton, and then he sent mm. he retweeted that saying. Uh, oh, well, I can recover from this, and he put in brackets, rib injury, might as well get my knee fixed while I'm at it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, MVP-less Bobby Lashley, part of AJ Styles, and uh, Omos, Omos, who is terrifying mm-hmm. as well. He doesn't massively seem like he knows what he's doing. Uh, no. But I guess he's learning, because he's obviously just been called up very quickly because he's massive I guess yeah you know I don't know if you're aware of this but WB do like a big man that's uh I didn't know that the mild fetish of Vince's he's not really let people know about it uh but I I like almost they keep I think they use him very well you know he, he stands on the apron a lot so he's only used when they have a, a spot that probably plays to his strengths you know I mean a couple of weeks ago he and Lash were on opposite sides of a tag match and everybody went mental the fact that you got somebody who can tower over Bobby Lashley which is pretty cool but yeah it's weird that this opening show despite the fact that it wasn't announced until the pre-show but I'm glad that they had these two guys on and then they set up a, a match for the next night on Raw because a few weeks ago it was billed as oh yeah we're going to have Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley at uh, Extreme Rules then all of a sudden oh, by the way Big E's cashed in and then suddenly there was no WWE title match on the show so it's nice that you actually got to have the WWE champion on your pay-per-view, even if it was quite rushed. But yeah, it was weird how this opened the match, opened the show, and ended up being one of the best matches of the show, even though it was very much thrown. The definition of being thrown together. Oh, fair enough. But the uh, uh, Biggie ends up getting the getting the pin on on Lashley. In what was a pretty long match, it was 18 minutes and 15 seconds, according to this review that I've got uh, up here. Uh, it's good. To, I guess it's good to see the new WWE champion uh, actually getting a win, because uh, yeah. I feel like people were a little bit worried that Big E was kind of just there to hold the title for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be a good reign. And how was the cage match on Raw? Was it good? I didn't watch it. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch shit. it. Because, oh, shit. I don't watch it because I'm very busy. He's a busy boy. But I, I know what happened. I know that uh, Drew confronted Biggie afterwards. Basically, uh, okay. which, which is actually smart when you really think about it because you know, there was a whole thing of, oh, now you've lost to Lashley, now you can't challenge as long as he's champion. Well, Lashley's lost the belt and he's lost the rematch, so of course Drew would immediately step up. Um, uh, it's pretty funny that Biggie, because Biggie was on SmackDown and he cashed in on Raw. And then the new day's back together, and then they make that entrance, and the commentators kept being like, "The draft is coming up. This might be the last time we see the new day." <laughs> so we only just this is also the first time we've seen the new day. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's what they did in the last. Uh, for like, uh, Xavier and Kofi were both injured. They returned on the SmackDown episode of the draft, won the SmackDown tag belts, and then both got drafted over a Raw. And I had to do that weird oh, switch, yeah. with, switch with the uh, with the Street Profits. So. You know, I think they're teasing that could happen again. I don't think it will happen again. But, you know, Bobby Lashley, I think I really liked him as WWE champion. Uh, you know, we've only had a handful of black champions, and it's it's great that WWE got, went from one black WWE champion to another. So it feels like, you know, it's a, it's just... Reg- it's just, it's just a regular thing now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Something that uh, is still cool, but hopefully it will just become, like... I guess like a normal, normal thing, if that's the right phrasing. Yeah, I, I was struggling to find the, the phrasing for it, but you know, now Lashley can go finish his business with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia and not. Oh, uh, Scott yeah. mentioned Saudi Arabia. That's a thing. That's okay. a thing. Yes, because well, everybody knows I love to talk about Saudi Arabia. It's one of my favourite topics. Well, there you Top go. You said it twice. <laughs> Apparently, you do. I put Saudi Arabia in brackets, whatever the show's called, because I don't know which one it is. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess they were teasing after some of them, oh, there's probably going to be another match, but I'm glad that, like, I know people are going to be annoyed that he beats Lashley, but it's probably going to happen. Uh, but, you know, at least that means Bobby's not the champion when he loses, so Gober doesn't have to win the belt off of somebody who shouldn't again. I like Goldberg. So... I will watch that match. I like Goldberg sometimes. Overall, never been the biggest Goldberg guy. No, we're just a big guy that smashes people for like a couple of minutes, so it's kind of harmless. And seeing Bobby Lashley and Goldberg run at each other is like something entertaining. If we could get that in like a parking lot at two in the morning outside like a random pub, that would be the best <laughs> fight ever. <laughs> I don't know why NXT UK hasn't decided to do their own version of a parking lot brawl, but be like right outside a pub, like an out, a pub parking lot brawl or whatever. <laughs> That'd be awesome. If it could just be like in a beer garden at three in the morning. Yeah, just have them have, have them be the main event. Start the show by showing the two guys entering the pub and just cut back to them just getting progressively more drunk as the show goes on. If they can make it the most British thing in, in the world, like they have an argument inside of them, it's like, all right, we'll take this outside. And then they go outside, and then one of them throws up on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be like the. What's the best parking lot brawl? It's probably uh, Eddie and Cena. Probably. That's a good one. What's the other one? JBL and Cena as well had one, didn't they? 
Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. That was actually a really good one. That was like one of the last big, one of the last probably violent matches before the first few years of the PG era. Oh, well, we'll stop reminiscing now, but the New Day won that, which was good. And coming up next, we had the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, uh, versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Uh, yeah, this was pretty good as well. Do you want to hear, hear your thoughts first? We might as well alternate. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I was looking forward to it. I mean, it's hard for the Usos to have bad matches nowadays, but... You know, it's nice to see them go against Street Profits because while they have some strong teams on SmackDown, they don't have a, a, that much depth. So sometimes you are going to get the same matches, but you know, I was glad that they got round, back round to this eventually because uh, you knew they were going to put on something really good. And you even had a, a story to it, which I like because Angelo, sorry, Ford had like his ribs taped up because he got beat up by Roman on SmackDown uh, before this. And so also that played into it because he couldn't follow up on some of his big moves. And uh, and like again, that's why I like, because they had a story element faded into it because one of my complaints about the match from SummerSlam between the Usos is that it was a good match, but there wasn't anything noteworthy about it that I could say about it. Like, it's great to talk about matches that are great and have all these great spots. And it's sometimes funny to talk about matches that are just shit because you can just dump on it. But when a match is middling, like the one at SummerSlam was, like I had nothing to say about it. Whereas this one, I actually have stuff to say about it. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit predictable in that Montez Ford came out of his tapes thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, actually, no, they did do a little swerve because he came with his, ta- his ribs taped up in that incredibly non-supportive way that wrestling seems to think ribs need taping up. <laughs> it was like, I'll oh, just put this blanket around you. That'll heal your apparently injured ribs. Uh, but then it wasn't even him that took the fall, which shows what they think of Dawkins, I guess. Was it not him? No, I thought it was him that took the fall because Dawkins I gets on was... the apron. No, Dawkins gets up on the apron. He takes. The... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he pulled Montez Ford out of the way for the super kicks, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind then. I'm just talking bollocks then. Forget it. They didn't swerve me. They are predictable. Do you even watch wrestling, Nathan? God. No. <laughs> but I did watch this. But no, it, it was good. He said the Usos are always awesome. One of my favourite matches of recent memories is the Usos and New Day in Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like seeing the Usos and their their new kind of attitude as the bloodline. Are they like all in on that now? Last time oh, yeah. I saw them, the one that was injured uh, uh, was like, he'd only just come back. Uh, you asked me a question, and I'm going to explain it to you now. So take a drink while I explain. Uh, I <laughs> so yeah, it seemed like they were still teasing even after they won the tag belt side, after like Money in the Bank, that Jimmy, was, who's the one who got injured and came back, was still hesitant. But even, ever since that, this guy just went all in on the Usos are still, you know, just aligned with Roman now. They're teasing the stuff with the New Day because they've had some crossover with the Bloodline showing up on Raw because I'm assuming that they maybe want to have. They're probably going to do Big E Roman as the champ, V-Champ thing at Survivor Series. Maybe the New Day will win the Raw belts by then and do something with the Usos, but they're definitely uh, going all in with the play. I think they'll revisit the uh, Jimmy not being so into following Roman when The Rock eventually comes back, because that's the big rumour that The Rock's going you know, to get involved in this story with the Usos. 
and they said it could happen at Savar stage because uh, this year's Savar stage would be 25 years uh, since The Rock debuted. Okay, okay, uh, that's six drinks, my friend. It's two per mentioning of Dwayne. You, you, you actually had to add that in. Yeah, uh, that is on my list. I've heard two drinks per mentioning of Dwayne in brackets to rock. Okay, I'm gonna probably have to have drinks on that because I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask like, why are Saudi Arabia and The Rock so specific that you felt you needed to add them into your drinking rule? Well, because I knew they were gonna come up, and they have <laughs> multiple times. But that's another three drinks. A great insight on your part. Well, you need rules. I wanted to make sure there were rules there that are going to make sure there's drinks going down. And so I know all the rumours of The Rock coming back. I was like, well, that's probably going to come up because Roman's still champion. And then I know there's a Saudi Arabia show coming up. So that was probably going to get mentioned. Rules help control the fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> rules help get you drunk, which then increases fun. <laughs> Yeah, I was quite sad that the Street Profits didn't win. I like the Street Profits. I don't really understand uh, the smoke thing. Neither do I, but, you know, we are, sure. we, are, we are sheltered white boys, so we don't understand the smoke. We don't. We don't understand the smoke, but I would like the smoke. <laughs> I'd also like some of uh, those red cups. <laughs> I see those in Tesco's all the time, and they're really expensive. Uh. I don't know what you think, but I've seen a lot of people like assuming that the thing with Ford getting the match. I think if I had a match with Roman, I know it was him versus Roman uh, on SmackDown. Like when he, that's who that's how he got the ribs taped up. But people seem to think that was them kind of testing Ford as a singles guy, and they think that this is going to somehow lead to a a breakup of the Street Profits. I don't know what you think about that, but you know, I just said there that they had actually a decent. Like some decent teams on SmackDown, so the last thing they need to do is fucking start breaking them up. That's what they seem to. Remember late? You remember late last year when they went on this spree of breaking people up, like Iconics, Heavy Machinery, all sorts. Oh god, Heavy Machinery! I forgot they existed. Montez Ford definitely seems to have something about him that everyone seems to love. I know Dawkins isn't the most popular person. At times, I don't know if that's opinions changed, but I know when we were doing all the A-Team podcasts, uh, people, um, the American in particular, didn't seem the biggest fan of Dawkins, but they got a good dynamic, so they shouldn't, it seems silly to break them up just to try Montez Ford out as a singles guy. Like, you could certainly put him in more singles matches, and I didn't see the match with him and Roman on SmackDown, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sure neither you did. Did you actually see it? I don't, but neither did you. So that's a drink and one drink for mentioning the eighteen. Oh, okay. Remember that as well. You walked right into that one, didn't you? Yeah. He didn't actually want my opinion. He was just looking to trick me, which isn't very fair. Uh, but Montez Ford is awesome, and he can jump incredibly high. <laughs> So he's got that going for him. It worked for Rob Van Dam, so I'm sure it'll work for him. And I'm sure at some point they'll find a way. It just seems that if they split them up, Dawkins is kind of just done. It seems like, like it, yeah. Like there's no way he's 
he's kind of gonna hang around it doesn't seem to go well they always split people up for one of them and not for the other one i think a lot of it does have to the fact that he was in nxt uh dalton for a long time i think as early as like 2013 maybe i think he might have been around then and he had like so many like different gimmicks and then eventually got paired with montez and that's and things but he basically the same thing for jason jordan before he got paired with gable so i think it's the fact that obviously he finally made it when he got teamed with somebody else doesn't really give positive signs for what he's going to do on his own because the only thing he's got going for him is he's the bigger one he's like the stronger one whereas yeah i'm afraid that's what they're going to just make montez's gimmick when uh when he gets split up from like here's montez ward he can jump very high yeah probably yeah i mean they'll find some you would just like to say that they'll find a good story reason eventually, but I think they got a good, they got a few years left in them as a team. Or why not just keep them as a team, right, for as long as possible until it kind of becomes organic, mm-hmm. rather than just being like, yeah, we 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 want Montez Ford to be a singles guy. The story is you're turning heel, Dawkins. Yeah, which would probably be what happens. Yeah, or hell, like. Or- I don't know when this is, if it's going to come out before the draft. I think the draft starts tomorrow, being Friday. No, and WWE they'll just go, oh, well, uh, we're just going to move you over to Raw. And knowing the two, they'll probably Dawkins and just see him chasing after the 24 7 title. Oh, oh dear. That's yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's uh, five drinks for mentioning the 24 7 title. Five drinks for the 24 7 title. I mentioned it once or twice just then. Well, there you go, that's 10. Oh, for fuck's sake. I've not even got that much Stromwell with me. But. Well, you're going to need to. I've got uh, one for you that you're going to walk into later on and you're not going to be able to avoid it. And I don't feel a bit as bad about it now that you've made me do this. I'm just going to stop speaking then. All right, so after that, we moved on to the Raw Women's title, which was, of course, the champion, Charlotte Flair. And by that, I mean, of course, she is the champion. <laughs> uh, taking on uh, my weird emo friend, Alexa Bliss. You have friends like Alexa Bliss? <laughs> I did at school. <laughs> People that wore very similar makeup <laughs> to try and make themselves look like powder from the movie powder <laughs> oh uh, that'd be that'll be three drinks there nathan mentioning a film i haven't seen that's unfair because that's every film not every film we just have oh. very seemingly have different tastes in films you know yeah. oh just mention films i haven't seen and you won't we won't have this problem well that would mean the only movies i'm allowed to watch are streamed by disney <laughs> Listen, they're not the only ones I watch, but uh, you know, I think I'm I think I'm become a of more the, the more relatable one here, you know. You know, I could, you know, watch other films and we wouldn't have this problem. I could improve upon myself, but no, I'm blaming you. Well, do yourself do yourself a favour, go watch powder. Well, the characters look like Alex the list, I will. Pretty much. It's just like it's it's, it's a weird movie. <laughs> you should you should watch it. But yeah, uh I hasten to say that Alexa Bliss is kind of obviously she's carried on this gimmick despite where the gimmick came from. <laughs> <laughs> no longer being a part of it. 
but I thought this is actually a decent match. I did not expect much from this, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't think a lot of other people did, but, you know, because of Alexa, the way that WEY present her as a soul spooky, scary, supernatural character as she is carrying over this gimmick, it's not for everybody. I think for me, even though I think, you know, even though they put on a good match, it was the weaker, weakest match maybe of the show, in my opinion, because as good as they are, they have had matches before. I think they fought Survivor Series one year, and that wasn't the best either. So I don't know what it is. Just something about when these two wrestle, it uh, doesn't work for me. But you know, I was happy that the, the, uh, as some other people might say in the the wrestling world, Spooky Bollocks was a, uh, like really absent for most of this match but I think we got to me and realistic ah I guess they have another match with Spooky Bollocks so we can have two yeah I mean god forbid they give us a bit of variety <laughs> yeah uh, but this point this is the point where I started to feel like I was missold something <laughs> it was it was I, I, think- I was like okay We've had the opener. It was fun. Obviously, they always open with a with a fast paced match. Uh, that's fine. That was good. Second match, I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna get into it at some point. Something, something. I'm gonna use the word something extreme <laughs> is gonna happen. But Nathan, and, at that point, Nathan realised he'd been missold BPI. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> then this one ended. And it ended with a doll being ripped up mm-hmm. and a girl crying about it. <laughs> I was like, okay, this isn't like Alexa Bliss doing her best impression of an emotionally unstable person after a night out. <laughs> to say they reached a point of drunkness where it was breakdown time. And Been there. Been there. Been there. Yeah, everyone has. And... Yeah, she was crying over her ripped-up doll. And I was just like, this is... Why have they called it Extreme Rules? This is silly. And look, I know people are going to be starting, ooh, it's the WWE. Like, they, like, what were you expecting? And I was like, I don't know. Something extreme. What's <laughs> like, what I was expecting? There's, there's too many rules so far, is really what I'm getting to. Far too many rules. I think I'm, I'm starting to feel like there's too many rules on this podcast, drinking wise. But you know, that's me. Uh, yeah. That's just me. But uh, I, I get what you're what you're saying because I really think if they give us like at least one other match other than the main event that had something added to it, stipulation wise, it wasn't just oh, it's a championship. Like we even have a triple threat, which by definition doesn't have DQs, and they mentioned that in the yeah. match. So if you give us some like weapons based stuff in that match, at least, and then one of the other matches, like. I don't. I know Bianca doesn't. I don't think she has a submission, but make the matter one is about a, a submission match or have the Usos match be a tornado tag match, something like that. Just add something onto it because the first few years of Extreme Rules used to be they just everything had a stipulation, even whether or not the the feud suited it. I think Extreme Rules is a gimmick pay per view that suffers because of other gimmick pay per views. You can't do a ladder match or a tables match because of other pay per views, and obviously. Maybe you could do a cage match, but they decided on this occasion, oh, we're going to do a cage match tomorrow on Raw. Like, why didn't you just do it here? Because the cage match is somewhat extreme. You know, more extreme than what we got on this show. So I think we know that you've got other pay-per-views around other gimmick matches. Maybe Extreme Rules is one you can just do without. Just, you know, maybe it's time to 
throw all Extreme Rules in the bin and bring, give us something else around the same year because the Extreme Rules match itself is not enough because there's nothing about an Extreme Rules match that separates from a Street Fight or a Falcon Anywhere match, really. Yeah, like, just change the name up. There's nothing wrong with this show. Like, it was good, and this match was re- this match was good. It's fun seeing different characters, uh, it, like f- fight and kind of see how they're going to work together. Especially when Alexa has to do kind of do all her spooky stuff at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very like different, and you had the whole thing of people being like, "Oh, can Charlotte work out Alexa? She's so weird now." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the Alexa of old. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then you did had to see how Alexa's character could do with the fact Charlotte's so much bigger and more athletic and whatever. But it ends with a doll being thrown at her, which I thought was really funny. It's a thing in in wrestling where if something gets thrown at you, you have to catch it and then react. <laughs> like you, you can't do the fact the titles on the lines. You can just quick not catch it. And do something else. You're gonna have to catch it and go, <gasps> and then, <laughs> which is funny. Just the idea, she just throws that arrow, just like distraction. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the, the doll that Alexa's got, it just reminds me of uh, like Lilo and Stitch when Lilo fills oh, yeah. out that doll that she's made herself, and it's just ugly. And that's basically what this doll is here. <laughs> She's like, um, she's got a big head, so I just pretend bugs run in the lead X. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. So, Tony, you've only seen Disney movies. I have. See, I've seen all their movies. Yeah. And then Alexa cries about the doll. Do Has there been any follow-up to this? Uh, no, I believe Alexa's actually taking some time off now. So I believe... Uh, when she comes back, she might not be Spooky Alexa anymore. I mean, that's the rumour, but oh. I think without the doll, there's only a few you can go, you either have her go even more crazy because how dare you destroy my doll? Uh, or you can just bring her back as regular Alexa, and I know I'd prefer the latter option. <laughs> it's, it's time to bring back uh, the therapy guy. <laughs> so you could yeah. bring Alexa back. By having her going through therapy and then coming back as regular Alexa. Yeah. Otherwise, how are you going to explain it all? Or you, she's or you, then the goddess again. Or you could have her, do, have her do like a scene from like The Exorcist or something like that. Just have her be exercised, exercise this gimmick out of her, and then she becomes just regular Alexa again. That'd be really funny. Have Damien Priest, have Damien Priest do his new gimmick is he is literally a priest. Why can't we get Devon? Oh. <laughs> Devon and uh, Damien Priest. <laughs> Just <laughs> there we go. So uh, uh, we got a bit of Paul Heyman after this. We after did, Alexa yeah. was done crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went on for far too long. The Alexa crying thing. <sighs> the only way it could have been better if they went full on drunk person after a night out and uh, she's there crying but whilst eating cheesy chips <laughs> <laughs> and she gets in an uber and drives away gets on the phone eight people from her career she phones buddy murphy again like buddy i miss you so much oh that's a drink oh what, what? Well, scott mentioned someone that's been released 
Oh, for the love of Christ. I was not prepared for this. You notice how uh, I feel like we're both treading carefully on these rules because neither one of us mentioned where Alexa's gimmick came from. <laughs> I'm an Brad. idiot. I meant you just called it called it the doll. I was waiting for you to call it by his name. That was gonna be a drinking rule of mine. Honestly, I can't remember what the doll was called. <laughs> so I just was I was trying to remember, which is why I think I was erming so much during my thing of the match. I was actually threw the doll. I remember what the doll's called. She, she threw the thing. She threw it. <laughs> Her? Him? That guy. I saw in the video package Charlotte also had a doll, but she wasn't pleased about it. The ungrateful bitch. <laughs> you just pretend you like it, like it's a present. We sell it on eBay. Great, great. Wait, wait till you get home through on the cupboard. Right, coming up next, the US title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damien Priest, the champion, versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is 90s versus mid-2000s versus 2021. Uh, which generation is better? Uh, this was the match that kind of got me to watch the show. It was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, it was fast-paced. <laughs> Um, this match didn't make me worry about Jeff Hardy as much as I thought it was because I'm always excited to see Jeff Hardy but then I remember how old and kind of beaten up he is <laughs> but I'm like oh no is it going to be kind of sad but uh, it was it was good yeah. and I liked it I really wanted Jeff Hardy to win and he got all kind of his greatest hits in there but uh, we're not allowed nice things what happened to Seamus's face uh, he broke his nose like once or twice. Uh, I think part of it is real, but also they're really playing up in the world of kayfabe where he doesn't like he uses a mask as like a weapon. You know, I think they really should go the whole hog way. Go like when Cody Rhodes had the face mask on uh, years ago, but you know, uh, yeah, like, I get what you mean about the whole like the different eras and everything, and like it's amazing that this is one of the rare rare times where. WWE didn't go with the 90s being better because, you know, I think one of the complaints if this was in, but uh, while opening another drink, Saudi Arabia, 90s would definitely have won. Everything was better in the 90s. It was. Movies, TV, wrestling. (laughs) Uh, There was more drugs everywhere. (laughs) No one cared as much. Oh, no, there were plenty of drugs in the 2000s as well. Jeff Hardy could attest to that. (laughs) Oh, poor Jeff. Leave Jeff alone. I mean, he can still do a lot nowadays, but also not as much as he used to. But like, I remember I watched the match for something I'm doing with Paul. It was a match with Jeff. Oh, there we go. It's free oh. drinks. Paul gets name dropped. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll drink after I finish what I was saying. And like, we're watching this match, and Jeff pulls out like a springboard moonsault and like lands on his feet. So I'm like, I can never recall a time that you, I've seen you doing that. So go to show how. Jeff's body has broken down over the years, but like, yeah, like, it was only the briefest of moments I thought he was going to win. <laughs> but for me, the funniest moment of this match was uh, Seamus getting on the top rope and doing Jeff like arm movements. That was pretty funny. Very uncoordinated. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, uh, they did get me when 
Jeff Hardy hit the swanton mm-hmm. on Priest as Priest was going for the cover from Sheamus. I thought yeah. Jeff was then going to win. Because uh, I think Jeff's won matches that way where he's like broken up a thing like with a swanton and that. And they did That's how he like, won the title. Yeah, the WWE title. And there was like, they do a really good job. I like when Triple Threat says where they play with the camera angles where they zoom on the pin. So that you don't see the other person coming in, you don't think they can break up and then just come in off a out of camera frame. Or uh, like like how they do that. Uh yeah, I think also Priest needed to win this, you know, they're finally like getting behind him, although we can see the, the WWE isms in him and his promo style because he's starting to refer to his his fans as his soldiers of infamy. He called them that a few weeks ago. Oh god, that makes me want to throw up. That's <laughs> Maybe in Priest, I thought this was my brother, we got far too into this when we were talking about it, but we we say the Demon Priest and his soldiers are in face sounds like a really shit low level gang in an Arkham game. It does like, actually. Like Batman beats them up easily in like the first few levels. God, soldiers of infamy. <laughs> are you a soldier of infamy? I would never call myself that, but I don't mind Damien Priest. <laughs> I like Damien Priest in NXT. I feel like if I watched the main roster and saw him now, I would be a bit sad because he used to hang out in hot tubs with babes. With his leather pants still on. And now he's calling people the soldiers of infamy. <laughs> goodness, goodness me. Uh, but Priest retains uh, with... It was the roll-up on Sheamus, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is good. And then we had a little bit afterwards where everyone was like, oh, it's so nice of Jeff Hardy to show Damien Priest some respect. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, guys. <laughs> Bring back heel Jeff Hardy. He would have just whacked him on the head with a chair. Yeah, bring back unprotected chair shots. 90s. Let's do it. Why not? Yeah, that's why the 90s was better. More people had brain damage. <laughs> this is why that no one could remember anything. That was extreme. That's why everyone thinks the everything in the Attitude Era was perfect because they were hit on the head too much. <laughs> and they don't remember some of the absolute bullshit. <laughs> uh, after the match, uh, Biggie sets the cage match for Raw that we've already spoken about. And it's now time for the SmackDown women's title, Bianca Belair versus the man, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did Becky come back, Scott? Uh, well, there's a date there, Nathan. I better explain something yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, first off, I should mention the Big E thing. I really liked uh, a, I'm not a big fan of the US office, but I've watched like some of the early stuff. Uh, and there's a line in it that's used in the office that Big E uses in his promo. Uh, that's used by Stanley in the office, uh, where he said to Bobby Lashley, Have you lo- you've lost your damn man, and I'll help you find it. Uh, so Becky came back at SummerSlam because uh, Sasha didn't uh, show up, even though they advertised her. She may or may not be an anti-vaxxer. That's, not for that's me rude. She just didn't turn up. Well, no, she, they just kept her off the show, uh, but they advertised her anyway. They even played a video package for the match. Brought Bianca out and then said, Sasha Banks will not be here tonight. Uh, <laughs> didn't have the courtesy to even mention it on the pre-show that she's not going to be here. They really just went right up to the lawyer last night. They brought Carmella out and she really soaked up the fact that nobody wanted to see her v Bianca. 
and then Becky came out, beat up, uh, beat up Carmella, and they said, "Why don't we have a match?" And I went, "Okay." And then 26 seconds after a really shit rock bottom that they're calling the Manhandle Slam, Becky beat Bianca for the title. Uh, and then Becky's maybe now be a heel, but nobody's booing her because there's actually not that much difference now in the man as a face or a heel, seemingly. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that's, that sounds rubbish. Yeah, and like I remember, the, I, I wasn't happy about obviously the, the match happened in twenty six seconds. Uh, but and then somebody pointed out, oh, these are the two winners of the only two women's main events of WrestleMania. So like, so that makes the fucking squash even worse. So that's why I was hoping for better things here. And the war reports, so like somebody was here over here in the UK recently. I didn't go go to the show when they were here in Glasgow, but I heard still that oh, some of the best a drink match- for mentioning Glasgow. I heard tell that on the live events that the Becky Bianca matches were the best of those shows, so I was I was had high expectations for this. Yeah, I and um, I really liked it. I thought it was another strong match on this show. Bianca is athletic as athletic as hell. I think she's going to be surely the face of WWE's women's division for a long time to come. I don't know how old she is, uh, yeah. but. Still fairly young, I think. I think she's around the same age I am, maybe. How old are you? I'm 25. Gosh, there's no way she's 25, surely. No, I, know she's early, I know she's early 20s, so. Jeez. Well, good for her. She's got a lot of years left in her then. But this was good. I didn't necessarily... Oh, never mind. never mind. I thought she was a lot younger than you. According to a quick Google search, she's 32. Oh, you're... You're younger than you think you are. You're not 32. But I didn't mind the ending so much. It felt like it was a nice surprise. Like the crowd seemed to enjoy it. Like I don't have as much care for Sasha Banks uh, just running in, but it seemed to work. And I guess this sets up what will probably be an almighty triple threat. Yeah, yeah. Especially since this isn't like one of their biggest shows at all. But this is a great match. Yeah, it anyway. was a really good match. Uh, I'm looking. I'm hopeful, like even after we have this triple threat, that we get another match between Becky and Bianca with a definitive finish of Bianca winning, because it seems like they've been building to eventually we again a one over Charlotte, and that's just never happened. And like these, we have never gotten a real comeuppance against Charlotte. So I hope Bianca actually gets that opportunity. But uh, take a drink there, Nathan, for mentioning Sasha. We have to drink for every time we mention Sasha. No, every time you mention Sasha. Okay. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. We were talking about Snoop Dogg's niece. <laughs> the, well, I was shocked to see her come out. I mean, it seemed like this show, I don't know, I think it was just it happened to be there. You know, they announced a, a show in a country that not a lot of people like to talk about, Uh which is going to feature a women's match because they're doing it good. Queen of the Ring, I think the finals are going to be there. So I don't know if they're going to have this match on because, you know, at the moment they're just lucky enough to get one women's match on those shows. I don't know if they're going to push the envelope and have two, but... Just <laughs> entire tournament. <laughs> Can you imagine if they go all the way there and there's no men on the show? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, just, just pricks like that guy who threw in a towel, just throwing all sorts of bottles and everything. Uh just wrestling around them in the ring. Uh, and 
And so like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this match when it happens because I don't know if they'll, they don't think they'll do it so easy because that's, whole, that's the show designated for like brand warfare. So I just feel like the show was kind of just there. Really. But this match was one of the best matches on it and Sasha coming back does like set things up nicely for it makes things interesting in the women's division. It, and it does seem like, I don't know if you agree, but it seems like on the SmackDown side they knew what they wanted to do for this show. But in terms of Raw, they're just like, ah, if I could just throw this on the show. Oh, I've got no idea. It, it does seem like it because, like, the SmackDown, like, the Raw match is like Damien Priest. Like Jamie Which one was what the Raw matches? So, was the US title Raw? Yeah, US title was Raw. Like, that was originally Seaman, was Damien Priest. But, like, I think Jeff only, like, was a week to go or something like that got added to the match. Uh, and then, like, Charlotte Alex, I mean, for. Three year, for at least three weeks or so, Charlotte was training with Naya and Shayna randomly, and then they start we started the Alexa stuff. So that hasn't been a match of hopes. And yeah, the the other raw match was the the six man tag, which I think added to the pre show. Mm. So it's just all a bit last minute. Yeah, but... whereas whereas the actual SmackDown matches have some build to them. Well, you said they were meant to have Randy Orton and. And uh, and Bobby, but mm-hmm. I mean Randy Orton wasn't anywhere on this yeah. show, so which yeah, is so weird. Someone said a thing with me. It said that he's not medically cleared. I don't know what that completely means if he's injured or maybe he's got you know the the COVID. Ooh, let's hope not. Yeah, but yeah, this is Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch is a great match despite the non-finish, uh, which actually sets up more intriguing stuff. So it works. I, and, I was quite annoyed because I, I assume that this is a DQ one for Bianca's. Sasha comes in and hits her first, but online it's it's listed as a by WWE's a no contest. Well, that's just that's not those aren't the rules. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so, stupid. Person person that gets it's get contact made with them by a person not in the match first wins automatically by DQ. If you hit them both at the same time, it's a double DQ no contest. Bloody, it's like they really haven't read their own rule book. Am I the only one who gives a shit about the rules? Yes, you <laughs> you are, because I don't think anyone else noticed. But welcome back, uh, Snoop Dogg's niece. <laughs> it's main event time. It is the demon Finn Balor versus the head of the table, the universal champion, Roman Reigns. And I think we, we're going to have to talk about the Demon's Entrance first. Okay. It was awesome. I love yeah. the, 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 like, the call to, like, I guess it's kind of, kind of like Cthulhu and stuff with all the weird tentacles and the smoke. Mm-hmm. And he's looking, he's looking good, the old Demon. Is there a logical reason? I know I'm asking another question, but is there a logical reason why we're getting the Demon? Uh, well, make sure you take that drink, Nathan, by when I explain it to you. But yeah, I think Demon has actually been around, I think, since 2019, I don't believe. Uh, I believe the last time he was around was a show, and uh, it was Super Showdown in country we don't talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basically, it's the same as all other times he's brought it out. He can't beat Roman. He brings the Demon out. Well, he could probably have beaten Roman, but he got attacked by the Usos before the match, so he was weakened. So Roman beat him quite easily on SmackDown, and then the following week he came out as the Demon. So 
Yeah, basically, Finn Balor can't get the job done, the demon comes out. Okay. That was uh, about seven times you said demon, so if you wouldn't mind taking a few drinks for that. (laughs) And, like, it's funny because, like, a few weeks before they they revealed that this was being brought back, Finn Balor went in an interview and somebody asked him about this gimmick and they said, oh, if I brought this back, it probably would be a step back for me. And then they brought it back anyway. Well, welcome to taking a step back gets you in the main event of Extreme Rules 2021. Uh, we actually got some weapons in this match. It started off with like a bunch of kendo sticks, uh, which is cool. Uh, we got Usos going through tables. We got spears through barriers. We we got kind of everything that we could have needed, really. Uh, we, we got, got some tables. We got a... Uh... Then coming out with these sellotape kind of stick thing. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> I thought somebody online called it an art attack project or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the best, but I mean, it, it was it was getting the job done. And this match was pretty killer. Like, obviously, it's Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. Where could he possibly go wrong? Uh, should we talk about the weird flailing like a fish? <laughs> like the weird. It would have been, I don't know if it would have made it better, but the fact that he's lying on his front end, or he's shaking like when he's up with the heartbeat, like he's being fucking defibrillated, like, turn over at least. Yeah, turn over. Let's see those tasty bits. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's down, and obviously the red lighting needs to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that happened, I kind of forgot that Finn was a demon. I was like, <gasps> no way thinking yeah. it was going to be some some other fiendish plot. Uh, mm. But instead, no, Finn Balor had a heart attack or an aneurysm, whatever happened, and then suddenly was awoken like he'd been stabbed with an adrenaline pen in a movie. And up he get, and he was he was angry after this. Yeah. He's not a happy boy. I, 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 I let myself believe he would win the match when that happened, uh, not thinking... Not remembering that that when the red lights come, that means something bad is going to happen. It's just based on us. It does, and Balor after that he unloads with chairs and everything. Uh, Reigns for a went for a table, goes for the coup de gras. But like, I'm guessing Finn's going to have a word with his lawyer because he might have a claim here. <laughs> That's all of a sudden the top rope breaks <laughs> and uh, Finn falls to the mat. Reigns hits a spear and wins. Everything was great. As seemingly for most people up until the ending, I know you're not very happy about it, so I'll let you speak first. First thing I thought this was Anvity tweeting that the, the, the KFAB explanation for this breaking has to be it couldn't hold the weight of the size of Finn's stick. Uh, That's a drink. What, mentioning Finn Stick? Yep. Ah. Yeah. We should definitely do this again, but I'm going to have to really rethink my rules and my strategy here next time. But I definitely want to do this again. Uh, <laughs> That's the drink talking, everyone. <laughs> uh. he's, he's having fun now. He's had enough strong <laughs> If, we, if this podcast was going to go any longer, I would have gotten to the Alexa Bliss moment of breaking down. Uh, so yeah, like I think like I have seemingly low expectations with most like 
three pay-per-views and this was one of them because of the exception of what the SmackDown side seemed to be well thought out but the Raw side kind of wasn't and also I was struggling to really believe that Finn up until like the defibrillator weird bit could even beat the Demon, could even beat uh, Roman because they'd already announced at morally ambiguous country uh, show uh, Brock Lesnar would fight Roman with or without the title but you know it would probably be for the title of the manager throwing at Brock so Finn wasn't going to win but I let myself for abuse and won't believe he would and I thought for the most part when I was going to this point like well this has actually been a really good a really you know strong B-level like pay-per-view and then the ending happened and you know for a fact that no matter how good Bianca and that was no matter how good the opening match or the so the tag match was everybody's just gonna think of this with this show and so they're gonna go back and go oh extremely 2021 that was crap you see the thing with the rope broke so you know even though 95 percent of everything else you know was good this is what people are gonna think about and they're like oh so you're doing well they're getting they're getting to the end of the show you know they could have a show with no complaints in it's not gonna pick faults at this or anything like and then that happened like oh you were so close you were you were this close to the finish line, and then you had to go and fuck it up. Yeah, I mean that is also a couple of drinks for moaning about the ending. You knew I didn't like the ending. You, that's not that is not fair. That's yeah, yeah. Fair. It's also another drink for moaning about my rules. Oh fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> Ah. Hate you. Oh, that's another drink for saying you hate me. <laughs> You're making this up as you go along, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Show me proof of this list. Oh, I'll send it to you afterwards. <laughs> well, after though, you're not going to have recorded proof of this. <laughs> oh, dear, Scott. Oh, dear. But yeah, the ending, I just found it weird. At first, I thought. Uh, it wasn't supposed to happen, which I guess says, shows that the execution was good because he went up there, looked like he was about to do it at the rope break. I was like, shit, they didn't set the rig up properly. Uh, but there we go. That's just that's just what it is. And I guess they wanted to find a way to beat the demon without the demon losing because they're too scared to kind of, they've historically in recent years, they've been too scared to kind of have people just lose. Unless it's Brock Lesnar, I guess. Yeah. Then he can beat anyone. But sometimes they got these people and they're like, oh, I don't really want them to lose. So we'll just have some weird stuff happening. Uh, yeah. Like we all remember. We all remember the Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, against I mean, he who shall not be named. I mean, if you don't want a, someone to lose a match, maybe you shouldn't put them in that match to begin with. You know, that's just, you would have thought so. I mean, and then people kind of knew the fiend was the, the demon was gonna lose anyway, because like because they announced the match was Brock, so you could have just had one beat him, have that be another notch in his belt because you no, know, he's lost to Joel before, so he has lost. He's never lost in the main roster, so really it would have meant more if you just had Roman find a way to beat him clean. Uh, and also the fact his name is Joe in real life. Somebody pointed out the only way to beat the demon is to be a Samoan called Joe. Yeah, pretty much it look, looks that way. I forgot the demon had already lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they want you to forget. 
they want you to well it happened in a in colorful land so <laughs> in the land of highlighters and yeah, speaking of yeah, speaking of art attack <laughs> yeah speaking of art attack have you seen any of the of the new nxt oh you're trapping me there but no scott i've not <laughs> seen it <laughs> oh, great, but you should see, you should see some of it it's just weird you got Rick Steiner because the easy standout. I I I love that guy. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker is Who? the son of Rick Steiner. They originally they were called gonna call him Rex Steiner. Uh, but then they had to change it to Braun Breaker. And Why would they not just call him Steiner? Because they like to trademark the name. They want a name Oh, I trade. forgot. I was about to say if they got something against the Steiners. I know Scott oh. Steiner doesn't like Triple H, does he? Honestly, he looks like Rick Steiner. He dresses like the classic Rick Steiner, and he talks like Scott Steiner. He, I, I love him. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I for years thought. I remember when I watched old like Scott Steiner, like when he was in the he had the mullet and he could actually move. And he wasn't on the so many steroids. I thought, man, magic combined classic era uh, Scott Steiner with the promos of mental Royd era Steiner, and that's it. <laughs> That's you finally got that combination here in Rick and Braun Breaker. Like you got a full on uh, on Jambo goes, I'm not here to make friends. You want a friend, go buy a dog. <laughs> that was his, that was part of his promo. I'm waiting for the point where he gets picked in a fatal four way or triple and says, So usually you go into a match, you got you got a fifty percent chance of winning. But I'm the nephew of a genetic freak. So my eyes utterly go up. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. They still death for you. And then next day. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us talk about Extreme Rules 2021. Scott, if you had to rate the show, where would you put it? Oh, like, well, like a number scale or just one of your weird ratings? It's really up to you, however you want to rate it. Uh, I will say it's like a really decent supermarket pizza. Oh. Uh, and the... Uh, but you tried it for the first time, but unfortunately the top rope breaking moment was the next morning when you went to the toilet and it was not that easy going out as it was going in. So close to breaking one of the really random rules that I put on there. <laughs> I have sent you the rules, by the way. What was, what was the one I nearly broke? Oh, I put it down as a quote. So you'll see. You'll see. Um, but I'm going to rate Extreme Rules as, well, I went to uh, Bristol not long ago for my birthday and I went and had a really nice, uh, really nice pie at a place called Pie Minister, uh, <laughs> which is a great name and it is a chain. So if you've got one near you, I highly recommend it. And yeah, I had a really nice pie there, like a really nice uh, vegan pie, in fact. So it was delicious. It had like fake chicken and leek in it. Uh, and, and it was really, really good. It wasn't the best meal I had on that birthday a few days away. So it's not quite the best, but pretty damn close. And guys, if you've got a pie minister near you, highly recommend it if you fancy a pie. There you go. I can't, re- I can't believe I've ever heard of one, but, you know, I can't recall ever hearing one that is. What, pie minister? See if there's one in Glasgow. Uh, they seem to be all over the place, so maybe, maybe. No, they've not made it. They've not made it up there. Racist. 
Yeah, definitely. You can't trust them. Yeah, they've not made it to Scotland at all. So they obviously can't be bothered. Sorry. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? Honestly, I never heard of it until now, so I'm not, I don't really feel like I'm missing anything, to be honest with you. You, you a pie really, guy? Not really, no. Fair enough, fair enough. You could take a leave out, really. Yeah, that's fair. Well, hopefully, hopefully one day a pie minister will come near you. And uh, guys, I hope a pie minister is somewhere near you as well. Seems quite a limited in option, so actually I hope there's more of you out there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they could just have to travel to prime minister. One, one day a prime minister will come to Glasgow and they'll be much rejoice. If you work for prime minister, like in the offices of you make any decision making, tweet us at rogue underscore opinion. Uh, we'll get you on a podcast and find out why you hate Scottish people. I was going to say, yeah, why do you hate us? Yeah, because they're so close. There's a prime minister really far up north. There's one in Bradford and places like that. Uh, and further up north in... F oh, no, no, that's the further... No, there is one. No, there's not. There's not. That's a different restaurant. Okay, so why have you only made it as far north as Bradford? What's going on, guys? I say, Nick, that, that, that just last few seconds there, that was a real roll of emotions. Yeah, for some reason it loaded a different restaurant. It must be owned by the same people that's really far up north. But uh, yeah, uh, it's at Rogue underscore Opinions. I guess let us know what you thought of Extreme Rules. I mean, it's Thursday now, so you've probably forgotten what happened <laughs> uh, and moved on with your life onto, onto something something better. But uh, yeah, yeah, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Uh, the Naked Men podcast will be uh, back soon. It's uh, It's definitely an 18 plus episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's coming up it got recorded earlier it's it's a great time it'll be a fun listen as well and so i hope that'll be up this weekend coming uh, so check that out scott where could people find you and what have you got going on bear in mind you've got the rules in front of you <laughs> nathan yeah uh you said you're drinking wine aren't you yes how much of the glass would you say is filled um about half just less than half i i, I topped that up if i were you because one of my rules here and this is not i don't feel bad about nathan must drink for the entirety of my plugs oh your plugs are really long i know all right i'll fill it up and i'll have a glass so it sounds like i'm pissing for you asmr people out there yeah 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 you gotta like it all right uh plug away you can find me on Twitter at ScottMcLeod1986. Find my podcast with a man I'm not allowed to mention, otherwise I'll have to drink at SP Rambling on Twitter. We're trying some new stuff over there. Like we've got a retrospective coming soon on the old WAF Light Heavyweight Championship. It's been recorded. I did have some technical issues that I'm trying to sort out before I can proceed with editing, and hopefully should be with you sometime later this week. And we're, we're arranging to have the, the Rogue Retro Smackdown review here on Rogue Opinions. SP SB Rally can be found on the Rogue Opinions feed as well. Uh, you can also find the Rogue Retro Smackdown review in our back catalogue, and you can find, you can look forward to our episode on Backlash 2000 coming soon with our guest Carl. Uh, coming soon, and speaking of Carl, he and I are still podding, ain't easy. We are recently done an episode, we're crossing our way through the bad batch. We did episodes two through five. We did, we're, we're doing four episode batches, never going to do three episodes up until the two part finale. And we could talk about all sorts there. Uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll happily take this one. Eat, ASSR eats the Super Pitch VT and doing all that stuff there. Quiz Showdown 14, the television edition. I handily defeated four unworthy challengers to my Quiz Showdown Championship, but go see how dominant I was on that on ESSR's YouTube channel. And you can find me on this show over there called Saturday Draft Live, which is coming up to its 100th episode as of next week. Next week will be the 100th episode, so go check it out. We'll probably do something very fun for that. And while I'm here and Nathan's working, I'll just mention some other things I'm not involved in. Uh, Rogue Chronicles with Carl and Liam. That's uh, very good. They got episodes out on Agent Smith uh, and Anton Chigurh. Also, there are things. Oh, oh, ESSR has shows called like Central. They have features. They have a show on the Bullet Club. Uh, I do a show there about Japanese wrestling. There's all sorts of other stuff there. Uh, Sam does the Rogue Fan Review with me. He does some lovely articles over at Cultured Vault. Just go check that out. And okay, I think that's enough plugs. I'll just try to stretch that out to annoy you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I mean, wine's quite hard to like waterfall, so uh, I just take breaks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I guess they were all plugs. Go go check out none of it. Some some of them were mine, some of them weren't. <laughs> but that was yeah, back. Like that was cheating a little bit, but was... you know. They, they, like, really, they really did me in some way. Also, uh, no, I, I try to think of something else, but you know what? I'm, I'm too. You spoke about ESSR loads. You also mentioned Star Wars. That's the thing. I didn't even read that on this. I guess Star Wars is uttered, is what I wrote. Uh, I'm disappointed now that neither of us mentioned the funny sign that was in the Alexa that we saw when Alexa Bliss came out, the one that said Goofy Movies Filth. <laughs> They also said, why did, you, why did you make, I can't remember the name of the company, why did you make this insert company here make your games in the 90s? <laughs> There's some great signs out there, so shout out to the Goofy Movie person with the sign. That's such who, a random one. The guy who had the same with the games thing that I mentioned was the same guy who had the, the, that one that you mentioned just there during Alex's entrance. Or, or at least he was in the same section, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys, we'll, we'll shoot off. We'll be back uh, to do some more wrestling content in the future. We'll think of some fun things to do to kind of mix it up and make it off, uh, rather than just doing standard reviews and predictions. Yeah. Because there's enough of that going on around. So if you've got any ideas, the things you'd like to see us do at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. uh, let, let us know at Rogue School's opinion. I doubt we'll do anything for the Saudi Arabia shows. That yeah. is not fun. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's always often, Rumble's coming soon. There's often something, something daft always happens at these these those shows, so you know we could talk about it. Uh, if I say it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're on a train to nowhere with this goodbye, so we'll just we'll just jump off it. Bye now. <laughs>